Hello everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. My name is Steven, joining me this week, of course, one of the other main dudes behind CanadianGameDevs.com, Steven, but we call him Steve. <laughs> How, <laughs> How you doing, up? Steve? Good. I Small update on the Sega Genesis collection. I'm ready. I picked up Wolverine Adamantium Rage, which is like a, well, it's a platformer, just like all these games are going to be, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a game that I remember enjoying quite a bit. It's basically just a Wolverine, like, like um, side scroller, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I was looking at like the the like the Wikipedia for the page, and it was another mm-hmm. game where like the Sega Genesis and the SNES version are actually different games. Um, Wer- weren't weren't most of them? Not all the time, but like there were like there were a decent amount. Like Aladdin is like the big one that like has a debate because it's like both games are really good. And Ninja um, Turtles, right? Oh, is there a Ninja Turtles one that's different? Wasn't there a Ninja Turtles one I've heard talked about? I know there's a few Ninja Turtles games, but I don't know if they're different depending on the thing. But like something like Mortal Kombat was the same game. It's just like there was blood in Genesis, not in Nintendo. And I'm sure there are others, but like, and sometimes it was like there was a Contra game for SNES and a Contra game for Genesis, but they're completely different games. They're just like different Contra games named different things. Um, But the Genesis version, like, got really bad reviews like electronic gaming monthly gave it a 4.25 out of 10 but i remember like enjoying the hell out of it it was super cool so yeah but kids are stupid steve kids are stupid i was definitely stupid and uh you know when you're a kid you only have so many games like i didn't have the like the ridiculous amount of games that i have on my ps4 i had like 10 and then i would rent games so yeah. if i wasn't renting a game i'd have to stick to my wolverine adamantium rage so maybe i just like forced myself to like it Maybe I've definitely forced myself to like a couple of games. Yeah, so we'll see. I still didn't. I didn't pick up like I don't have it set up or anything like that. I just went to another retro retro game bros out in Scarborough and uh, good guys, good group of people there. And uh, yeah, and now I have three games and a thirty-two. And I, I I think I fucked up on the thirty-two X game because the guy told me basically that thirty-two Xs are both rare and like kind of built shitty. So like oh. they tend to be broken. So I might mess that one up, but. We'll see. That's okay. All I, that's all I got. We'll see. Tune in next update. week. <laughs> I'm excited for more pictures. I really like seeing a bunch of games on the shelf. You know, that's, that's, if I had a Pinterest, that would be on it. Oh yeah. Pinterest. I forgot all about that. Well, I don't have a Pinterest and nor will I ever make one, but if it, if it ever did exist, it would be game collections and game setups. Should probably. we do a Canadian game devs.com Pinterest? For some reason on the site, whenever you hover over a picture, the Pinterest icon appears. Must be like a Squarespace thing, but yeah, I think I, I think because you can like share it. it. I think you can like share it to Pinterest, similar to like how it's on, on the Twitter or whatever. Yeah, like you, you can make a board and then put stuff on the board, I think is how Pinterest works. Yeah, we can turn that off. Also, I'm pretty sure. My cat is screaming. I'm sorry if anyone can hear that. They are very, very active lately. I don't, I don't know what's going on. It's getting used to the environment and getting used to you and stuff. It's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's having a great time. Um, nice. All that to say, this is episode 157. And if you don't know, this show is supported by our amazing patrons, patrons, Pedros, over <laughs> at patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. If you back us there, you get special access to a Patreon-only channel on our Discord, two-day early access to the show, shoutouts at the end of every episode, occasional game key giveaways, discount codes for Canadian gaming events, like EGLX and Game XP, some oh, there's of which a new, didn't I, happen. And there's a new one actually. I gotta, I gotta post that. Ooh, scoop! New, scoop. new event code coming soon. Uh, and of course, what you really are 
supporting getting with that pledge is the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the game dev scene covering it like these gaming events steve which i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna run through right here the game breakfast audio club of course first wednesday of every month this week september 2nd at the am find them on facebook join their discord it's all digital so you don't even have to be in person grab your coffee grab your croissant and uh, sit down at your computer for a nice chat with some game dev audio folks i've never tuned in have you tuned in steve i tuned into one like two months ago or so just to say hi i was at the like i remember the twitter thread that started this whole thing it was it started as a joke because we were just memeing about breakfast the breakfast club which is a great movie um kind of dating. i've seen that it's kind of terrible things in the movie but in general it was a good movie um and and I was never able to go because it's always like during work hours or whatever. But I was able to tune in, tune in for like the one of the ones during this these times of COVID tumultuous times. Yeah, it's good though. It was good. Historical times though. Very historical. Uh, maybe I don't know. It might be a blip in twenty years when all the ice caps melt and everything floods. Who knows? Oh, five years max. Five years. Probably the last either. Arctic uh, or the last ice sheet shelf or whatever collapsed in Canada this week. I was reading about. <clears throat> I heard about that. Yeah, I made a little joke. I was like, "It's the end of the world, and you know it." And Trudeau bought a pipeline. <laughs> Thank you. Um, another event <laughs> coming up uh, Thursday, September third, is the Games Writing Workshop Group from dmg dames making games toronto it's going all online it's going to be 6 30 this thursday september 3rd uh it's a free event check that out um bring nothing but your own writing project or your desire to help workshop with some company a low-key online social specifically geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space nice. so check that out dmg.to 6 30 p.m eastern this thursday september 3rd uh, and then, of course, we've been plugging Game Dev Atlantic happening September 18th, which is coming up soon. It's an all-day event. Uh, used to be in person at the hotel. The hotel. There's several. One of the hotels here in Halifax. <laughs> no, the hotel. Uh, but at the hotel. <laughs> this year is all online. Speakers, including one of our patrons, Gene Leggett, will be talking about ethics and games writing, um, as well as people on our Discord, like Cosmo Cat, um, among others. So definitely a, a lot of Canadian game dev com presence there. So definitely get your tickets for that and tune in. Uh, they've released the full schedule and everything as well as all the speakers. So it looks great. I'm excited. Going to be tuning in. Um, so yeah, check that out. And the day after on September 9th, of course, Game Devs of Color Expo, workshops, talks, community, helping grow the diversity of the game dev scene by highlighting Game Devs of Color. Spelt C-O-L-O-R though. So the Canadian angles lost a bit there, but the mm-hmm. Canadian game devs will be in attendance, so you should too. Anything I missed, Steve? Uh, the one thing that Peg was Jam it? was this week. I don't know how that went. Oh yeah, true. Wasn't there the Peg event Jam. that? Um... That's so funny. <clears throat> no, again, because it's like Winnipeg. Oh, I get it. Don't worry. But Peg <laughs> is also an innuendo for you know sexual intercourse. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The no, okay, yeah. I don't have anything. Okay, that's it for events. If you got any events you want us to plug, hop in our Discord, send us an email, contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. We want to talk about it. All right, we got two jobs 
well, two companies hiring multiple jobs uh, this week. Of course, we've been plugging uh, hiring over at Canuck Play. Uh, they're looking for. Uh oh, I used the wrong link. Oh yeah, they they updated. There's a bit. There's, they updated it. Yeah, they found that tester, but I think. Well, at least they took it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe <laughs> maybe they're not going to test it. Just ship it. No, they're not going to do that. No, no, no. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, for for full time positions, uh, they are ramping up. So if you want to join a growing indie, uh, prolific, I would say indie studio in Peterborough, Ontario, they're looking for a full time senior Unity game developer, a full time Unity game developer, a full time character technical animator. Strong understanding of human locomotion, something I don't have. <laughs> and a full-time 3D modeler, specifically with static objects. Uh, if any of those roles sound like something you would be interested in, and you can get to Peterborough, Ontario to work in their office, check out the job on CanadianGameDevs.com slash jobs. But there's a, or send your resume and CV to jobs at CanuckPlay.com. Yeah, don't send to us, please. Yeah, Sometimes please don't send to us. We yeah. have a couple people do that. Go to the site, and we, we tell you how to get your resume to the person who decides whether or not they want to hire you. And there was a scoop in the... in the am listing. I, yeah. Am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, yeah. So they, they mention uh, looking to continue growing their flagship franchise, of course, Doug Please Maximum Football, as well as beginning pre-production on a new open-world adventure game. Oh. I actually was playing, a, uh, I was playing Valorant this weekend with Jan in our Discord, whose handle is Ima, and they said they applied for the one job, um, but didn't have a strong enough understanding of football, so they didn't get that uh, role. But they said they would be contacting them about the new open-world adventure game. Nice. So, yeah, that's I exciting. Mean, if, if the fact that it was a football thing has kind of put you off or whatever... That mm-hmm. they do appear to be branching out. I'm very curious. What I'm always like, I'm always kind of curious in general, not just in games, but when people kind of break from the norm a little bit. Mm-hmm. This is a studio where the dude is just like, sorry, the the guy. Like, what am I trying to say here? The team, but specifically, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of David, the main guy, who has been just making football games for, I mean, the the last like four years. But then before that, even made like football games. So I'm kind of, I'm really interested to see like what this open world adventure game is. It'd be cool if it was like an open world like football game somehow, but that would be awesome. I doubt it, but I would be interested in that. That'd be cool. Um, open world adventure. Open world's so hard, Steve. Like as far as genres, like there's a reason the only people making open world games are like 2K, Ubisoft, and CD Projekt Red. Yeah, I mean to be fair, we don't know the scope of this project at all, right? So it's op- true. Open world can, who knows? Like the old like a, a Legend of Zelda, like a 2D overhead could be an open world and it's like much different than like a 3d breath of the wild type of thing right so cyberpunk 2077 or that is that open world i guess so yeah right yeah I don't know. okay interesting i, I still uh, part of my ignorance i still don't really pay attention to connect or to, to cyberpunk really no it's it's fine it's you don't need to you're not missing much Next job, we are plugging Sleeping Giant Interactive in Toronto is hiring a character animator rigger. Uh, they are looking for someone who is an expert in Maya with three years of rigging character experience, hopefully at least one ship title, um, and strong strong written and oral communication skills, Steve. I've seen that in every job I've ever applied for, I think. Oh, if we shouldn't start critiquing job posts like we no. do Steam pages, though. That's not... That's not what we're here for. Uh, looking for someone with an incredible understanding of the human anatomy, clothing, weight, and silhouette. 
uh, strong understanding of body mechanics, animation principles. Um, they're willing to offer competitive salary benefits, office comforts, a professional tight network environment, and office space in the heart of downtown Toronto, steps away from Lake Ontario. That sounds that sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I've known Brendan for quite a while, and, and he's a very very awesome dude. I, you know, working with him would be uh, would be pretty sweet. So take that for what you will. But Brendan's a high guy. recommendation from Steve. Yeah, work with Brendan is my recommendation. Work with Brendan. Excellent. You can check out all the jobs kennygamedevs.com slash jobs. And if you have a job you want us to plug, send it to contact at kennygamedevs.com. Hop on our Discord. Slide in Steve's DMs. We want to talk to you. We want to. We want to help you find the developer for your role. I got some news for you this week, Steve. It was big news week. Lots of this is the the end of the the pseudo E3. I think we had the last summer of play thing from Geoff Keeley. Oh Ooh, yeah, I will that's say. Right. Oh my god, it was very nice to in front of every trailer say whether or not it was a Canadian team because he's Canadian. I know. <laughs> it's so it good. was very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so a couple of those uh, games he plugged. Um, uh, Bioware had it wasn't even like a trailer or anything there was some some voiceover as well as like some some character voices over top of like concept art and and then they did that thing like i don't know if you remember when they showed uncharted at psx a while ago where they just showed like busts of the characters heads and like moved the mouth and it was like (laughs) it was weird yeah this is i it wasn't really much but like i wrote it because i was just like this is like the what feels like the third time they've talked about Dragon Age without showing anything. Like they announced it yeah. at the Game Awards, I believe, twenty eighteen or nineteen. And then I think we, it was before Anthem because I remember like reading about how it was part of the like the fact that they talked about it was like, oh god, this is like they're still so worried about Anthem, mm-hmm. and they should have been because it was bad. Um, yeah, but. I was just like, this is how many times are you guys going to talk about this game before you actually have something to show? <laughs> like they, the answer is three years. So far. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I still want that Mass Effect remastered collection. Oh yeah, that was rumored and never. I'm no. sure. I'm sure it's getting. I'm sure it's in the works, and I'm. I'm sure it's getting pushed back. Pushed back. I think yeah. they're going to do a uh, Arkham collection and then just exclude Andromeda, <laughs> which would be really sad. Because <laughs> um, that's, yeah, like they they did that. Our complexion it only included the it didn't have origins. Ones. Yeah, it didn't have origins. Origins wasn't bad though, was it? It wasn't bad. It you wasn't liked it. as good as the other Arkham games, though. I will say. Now, um, you, I remember you tell me it had a lot of glitches, right? Would it? It did. It so was, it, it ran incredibly poorly on my PS3. Now, would it? Would like how much? If that was fixed, sort of stuff, would would that kind of change your opinion on it? You know what I mean? Mm, definitely. Yeah, because it's all patched. I'm sure a, now. The performance was a big issue for me, and I it, it crashed like twice. I want to say in my playthrough, which didn't happen very often for me on PS3. Like full crash, beep beep, and then it like restarted the wow. PlayStation. Um, so two of the trophies bugged out for me, and I looked them up, and everyone had it, and it was like you got to restart your save, and it might happen again. I was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that was a that was a huge bummer. I, did, I remember like. Uh... Like when the Jedi Fallen Order game, we both played it at launch and it was really buggy for for us. Mm-hmm. But I remember talking to a friend like six months later, and he was just like, "Oh, I loved it, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Oh, do you run into any bugs?" And he was like, "No, not a single one." And I was like, "Oh, hmm. all right. so." It also like it's weird on Xbox because they've 
like uh, broken it up so much with like the Xbox One, Xbox One S, and Xbox One X. Performance hits very differently on all of those, and I was playing mm. on a One S. I had the same issues with Jedi Fallen Order and Control. It was so bad, and I wonder if it was just like something weird with my Xbox, you know? Maybe Control did run shitty on, um, on these consoles though, but. But I didn't have say. I didn't have like slowdown or anything. I just had like weird graphical like clipping issues and stuff. I have I have like two hours of of clips on my hard drive. <laughs> I took out of Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> it was bad. All that to say, Bioware is making Dragon Age. Please take as much time as you want. Like bleed EA dry. Cancel FIFA to make this game. <laughs> you know what I learned this week, uh, Stephen? It's hearsay, unverified, but the I trust the the source and journalist who reported on it pretty pretty much that EA's entire operating cost in each fiscal year is covered by like the first two quarters of FIFA Ultimate Team. I believe it. Just the so Ultimate Team, yeah. I believe just it. just the FIFA Ultimate Team, not even the sales of FIFA, just the money made through FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, I believe that. And everything else is gravy for EA. I mean, because FIFA just, like, sells, like, especially in the UK and stuff, right? Like, it just sells so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that specific stat blew my mind. Yeah. I mean, EA's a big company, so <laughs> that's a lot they of... They are. It's a lot of cake. <laughs> it's a lot of cake. It's a lot of frosting, actually, on top that's of true. that yeah, slim that's true, cake. Of I content. guess the cake would be the game sale itself, and then... And then just the, the ultimate team stuff is just frosting on that. I, w- I always wanted to look into like 2K, like how much they make from from virtual currency stuff, but also like how much they make from like endorsements and, and sales and um, not sales, um, sponsorships and stuff. Because like you drink like Gatorade to like give you boosts and games and shit like that. So mm-hmm. I was I was always curious about that. They're a publicly traded I, companies, so you should be able to look it up. I'd wager GTA 5's... Uh like entire gross revenue is more than like Bethesda, Ubisoft, EA like put together. Hmm. I mean, all I could, these companies are totally probably traded, so we could we could easily see, but I'm too lazy to look up. No, that's way too much math. Oh, uh, good good luck, Bioware. You you have a lot of hearts to win back after Anthem, and I know the Dragon Age community is waiting with bated breath. And uh, yeah, good luck. Also announced during the final summer game fest thing was unknown nine colon awakening from reflector entertainment in montreal this game had a cinematic trailer uh you know my opinion on cinematic trailers the 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 premise is interesting to me from the trailer i'm gathering you're this you're this woman or i guess little girl and she has this ability to like it's like the kind of different dimension thing like I don't know if you know Elizabeth in Bioshock Infinite, where like you're seeing different stuff that's like different instances in that point. I don't know if I'm explaining it well, but like I liked the tone of the trailer a lot, and it, it seemed like a cool, cool premise. And uh, I would like to see it running on anything and actual gameplay. Um, but it got it got big center stage. This this IGN trailer has two hundred thousand views. Um, oh yeah, yeah so. this game, yeah, true, true. Uh, I don't know what else Reflector Entertainment has done. I don't really... I haven't heard that name before. I probably should have done this before we started talking about... We could have. Reflector 9. What we do. 
who we are. We build story worlds that transcend media, interweaving narratives and characters across films, video games, novels, podcasts, comics, and beyond. Each is a unique entry point into our original universes, and it's up to you to decide the path you take. So it looks like this game is a intro into one of their existing universes? Question mark? Maybe. Hmm. Um, yeah, Un- Unknown 9 is a paranormal mystery unfolding across a wide variety of platforms. Audience delve into the secrets of the Leap Year Society and uncover stories about the nine unknown immortals that hold the key to humanity's greatest secrets. So it Sounds looks like cool. it's starting as a game, but it's also going to be other stuff? Maybe. Maybe they're looking to make it like a, like a series or like a, a world that... So it looks like there is a comic book series, a novel trilogy by Leighton Green, and a scripted podcast currently out for this story world. Hmm. This is interesting. I took a class in university called uh, Transmedia Storytelling, and this is essentially that class where it's like you have this core story I read I read out at the top, and you you explore it and the characters through books, podcasts, comics, and games. Oh, so it's interesting. I'm down. It looks cool. Like yeah, like you said though, you know CGI trailer. I don't mind CGI trailers when it's a new thing, and you're just like, cool, this looks neat. I want to know more. But then mm-hmm. that's basically where it ends. It's not like I'll probably <clears throat> most doubt most doubtedly like we'll forget about this game in a few weeks, and then when. They show gameplay at whatever time. Did they say like release date or anything like that? Mm, on their site, there's there's nothing. Yeah, so it's probably still a ways away. Um, so we'll, we'll wait to know more. But the the premise and stuff looks cool. The trailer looks cool. I'm mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Montreal Studio. I am intrigued. They have piqued my interest. Any any AAA game that you know explores a different setting and has a a, a non typical let's say protagonist, I'm always down for whatever we're doing there. Yeah. Um, a bit of sad news, Steve, big Viking games in London, Ontario has Uh gone through quote unquote restructuring, laying off lots of people, uh, big Viking games, mobile game studio studios, mobile game studio with offices in London, Ontario and Toronto, Ontario. Uh, they handled this kind of weird because a lot of times they do it that way. I don't remember if you remember the team Meatly layoffs in Ottawa last year. Where just like they showed up and like all fifty of them, or whatever, were just like told to leave in twenty minutes. Right. Um, and I, I had friends who were, I had a friend, sorry, who was interviewing here and was told we would hear back within the week, and then they didn't hear back for two weeks, and then this got announced, and it was like, oh, so you were actively hiring people right before everyone gets laid off, which is a, a trend. I knew another um, developer who applied and did multiple rounds of interviews at telltale like a week before they all got fired oh yeah i heard about that i think there was when that happened too. someone like tweeted but like i started last week and, and now i don't have a job and stuff so it's irresponsible I, leadership yeah exactly because it happened because like the person hiring probably doesn't know it's it's no. the higher ups and they yeah. don't tell any people because obviously these things can fall through and, and whatnot but it's still pretty irresponsible um mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. That sucks. Did they get purchased or something? Or no, um, there was a, another studio that got purchased. I remember reading about it in our Discord. It was the big uh, big blue bubble, which mm. is another studio got sold to this uh, s- Swedish company. Big blue bubbles in 
uh, Ontario as well, right? I think London. London. Yeah. Uh, London, yeah. Um, that's not Canadian. Oh, it is London, Ontario. Usually when you see London, you know, I know. You think the, the, the real London. But Gets me mad all, all the time. <laughs> Beaverton has a great piece. It was like uh, London, Ontario named second best London, 152nd year in a row. Good shit. Anyway, our, our, our thoughts go out to all the developers. And if you are listening to this and you just got laid off from Big Viking Games, jobs on the site, canadiangames.com slash jobs. Go work with Brendan. Who's the... Oh, at Sleepy Giant? Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, Brendan. Go work with Brendan. He's probably he's probably going to treat you better. <laughs> this one also comes from our Discord. Uh, Lise, who's a musician from Edmonton, Alberta, is having one of their, their debut games, Broodstar, out this September. Uh, Broodstar is uh, developed by a remote team, as these uh, indie games often are. Um, but they were pretty psyched to have their soundtrack in, a, in an indie game, um, self-published but still published. So, uh, yeah, we just want to shout out Broodstar coming out uh, September. It's a classic arcade shmup with roguelike elements. Battle your way through hordes of enemy creatures, collecting upgrades, and fighting terrifying bosses on a quest to destroy the living planet, the Broodstar. Is it on Steam? Is it a Steam game? Yes, currently on Steam. Um, They didn't have plans for other platforms yet, obviously. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Lise in our Discord. Shout out to Lise. Um, I, I checked out some of the music on Bandcamp, and I like it. It's it's what you want from a, a retro shmup, Steve. Nice. I'm just booing up Steam right now. And that's all Excellent. you got to do. You just have to join the Discord and yeah, say, we, like, hey. We want to we talk about your, your stuff. Yeah. Pimp your, I we have a shameless plug-in channel. Like, pimp your shit. We do. And they, they put this in there, which is why I reached out to them. And they are like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And I was like, cool. Um, I oh, don't particularly yeah. like the, the genre. Um but uh, I, I did play a bit of that, um, oh, what is it, 9-something-20 Parsecs from the Kitchener studio Oh yeah, yeah. on mobile. And I did, get, I did get a little bit of that, ooh, I want to I wanna chase that high score. Yeah, for me, it's like um, I always play these games, you know, for like 5, 10, 15 minutes, and then, I, and then that's it, you know? I don't, mm-hmm. like, I don't go on streaks or whatever. This looks kind of cool, though. I'll add to my wish list. Ooh, we got a wish list. A premature wish list. The best yeah. wish lists. <laughs> well, it's out tomorrow though, so it's <laughs> but well it still of, helps. Of, of when we're recording, but it's out September first, so still helps, Steve. Yeah. Next surprise stealth release from Toronto Studio Vagabond Dog, Karen Colon, an outrage simulator. Uh you are Karen. Argue your way through ridiculous scenarios and get everything you rightfully deserve in this short comedic game about entitlement. It's currently at a positive uh, uh, review on Steam based on 30 reviews, and it looks absurd. I love it. If you've uh, seen Vagabond Dogs, other games, um, Sometimes Always Monsters, um, it, it's that same kind of RPG maker style, top-down. Um, the, the, the characters come up on the bottom left, and the text box comes up on the bottom. <laughs> Don't let anyone get in your way. <laughs> It's just like a woman throwing shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yes. We all know a Karen, Steve. You, you know a Karen. I know a Karen. This is a great time uh, to, release <laughs> to post it. it, too, yeah. I wonder when they started on it. It's probably a short um, short project. It's two bucks. Two bucks. That's a cup of coffee. Less than that if you go to somewhere like Starbucks. So, yeah, check this out. 
I want to read one of these reviews. I'm going to filter by uh, funny. You always you always filter by funny, Steve. Never. Can never you tag filter. yourself by funny? Yeah. P- no, the community tags you. So under every review, you're like, was this helpful? Yes, no, funny. Hmm. And uh, I always I always look for funny. Um, let's see. This <laughs> this game dives a little deeper on what makes a Karen a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> what does make a Karen a Karen? Ooh, this review says the Karen song is pretty good. I didn't know there was a Karen song, but that piques my interest even more. You have to well, you have to play the game, I guess, to find out what makes a Karen a Karen. I do, and we will. We will we'll stream it to you. I'll stream this one. Karen in at Rage Simulator. Oh no, on Steam. Check it out. Alright, I got a few more for you, Steve. Streets of Rage 4, one of your highlight Canadian games of the year, mm-hmm. is getting DLC. We don't have any release date yet, but we have some details, courtesy of Eurogamer. Um, they've said, quote, yes, we will be adding new content, but there is no ETA. Uh, you you all are awesome and deserve the best, so give us some time to do things right. So we don't really have any details about the DLC, except they're working on it, which hopefully means the game did well, because that usually warrants you know, working on it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that that Xbox Game Pass check helped, I hope. No doubt. And they got on everything. They got the physical release right away, so you knew they were they were building up the hype. And you, and this what was the what was the time, Steve, between Street Raids three and four? We did this math. Uh, like twenty five years. I think that's Street's- gotta be that's gotta be a record. What's the Guinness World Record for longest gap between releases? I gotta imagine it would be close to that, right? Because it's the thing that the thing that sets it apart from like what potentially others, like I'm thinking of like zombie, the Wii mm. U launch game. Cause I think that was based off of like an old Commodore 64 game or something hmm. is that it's, it's a direct sequel, right? Like it's streets of rage one, two, three, four. Like it's not like streets of rage, the re-reckoning or, or, or rebirth. Streets of rage bracket 2020 bracket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's legit just streets of rage four. So streets of rage three came out in March of 1994 in Japan and June of 1994 worldwide amazing so it was it was six it was uh, 26 years basically and of course the angle here is street rage 4 was co-developed by a quebec studio uh what was it hit hit grab or no that's the toronto studio ah geez steve i'm gonna mess this up oh, i don't know i gotta i gotta look them up now hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on uh guard crush guard crush, guard crush I knew there games. was a guard in it guard crush games um yeah, so they're they're still working on it. It's doing well, and I, I hope that means a future for these studios and this this franchise. It did very well. It's at based on five hundred ratings on Google. It's at a four point eight. That's that's absurdly good. That is really good. This is a game that I got a code for on PS4, mm-hmm. played on Game Pass on Xbox, mm-hmm. and bought the less seventy dollar physical version on Switch. <laughs> that's how you know. I've done that with a few games too, Steve. Don't worry. <laughs> Speaking of DLC for Quebec developed games, Steve. Oh. Gearbox Quebec, working on Borderlands 3, have announced their new DLC. Now, Borderlands is a DLC cow, Steve, if, oh, yeah. if I were to characterize it. They the, these games get so much DLC, paid DLC too, and people 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 keep buying it. It's got a very active, very passionate community. The number one reply to this Gearbox tweet is this guy showing his tattoos like full <laughs> full wrap around the shoulder tattoos of what is it Lilith or whatever yeah it's Lilith and yeah, the main character of, of this new DLC um Psycho Krieg who is I think a 
Borderlands staple. Um, Maybe. Or like re- returning character, I think. I have never really gotten into the Borderlands games. I'm not a huge fan of the, you know, make the numbers go up, procedurally generated weapons yeah. stuff. Uh, you played Borderlands 3. I like 2 the most. 3, I enjoyed. The levels were just, like, way too big and just mm-hmm. daunting and just kind of like, ah. Mm-hmm. There was something about it where it was just like, eh, like the open world, the open, like the openness of it was just really kind of not great. And then mm. I, you know, I have a friend who's just like, who's a huge diehard Borderlands 2 fan and mm. bought the like, the like legit like $300, or actually it was a gift from her fiance, like legit $300 like Borderlands like 3, like that came in its own loot, like loot box thing. Amazing. Um, and she like showed it to me. It was like pretty cool actually. And it came with the season pass. So I bought the season pass to play with her. And then uh, eventually we played like a few matches or a few times together. And then eventually she was just like, you know what? I'm not really feeling Borderlands 3. And I was like, oh. Really? That's yeah. so heartbreaking. She, yeah. She didn't like it. So. Um, oh, man. That's so I don't know. Yeah. I, I wasn't crazy on Borderlands 3. It was fine. Like it was fun. But it was just like, I don't know. The world's more just Borderlands. Yeah, exactly. And the world's just weren't that great. I would have much rather had like kind of close knit, uh, like, uh, hallways and stuff like that more so than like an open world just like uh bigger isn't always better i was just about to say that it was definitely a time where like more isn't necessarily like better well the borderlands 3 dlc psycho krieg and the fantastic fuster cluck is releasing september 10th everywhere uh friend of the show sebastian skaney of course working at gearbox quebec um congrats sebastian dope trailer um and yeah I'm, i'm sure this will be well received by these Look at all these fans in the replies. Like, yeah, the DLC seen, like is getting better reviews than the main game. Like, people seem to really enjoy the DLC. I'm I played a little bit of tattoos. It was oh man, Borderlands fans are crazy because they also like keep in mind too the time between Borderlands pre sequel and Borderlands three was like a legit like it was basically the whole generation because Bor- mm-hmm. pre sequel was like when PS4 came out and then Borderlands three was last year. So because mm-hmm. they did that handsome collection and they and. Gearbox Studios in general worked on uh, Battleborn in between. So, oh my god, I forgot about Battleborn. Yeah, yeah. So there was there was a decent Oof. amount of time between Borderlands Three. So people kind of waited a long time. That's why my friend bought that like legit, like the legit edition because she just like it just waited. It should have came out like three years earlier, sort of thing. Bought into the hype. Yeah, we all do it from time to time. We do, we do. I've I mean, I, I'm going to talk about a game later on that I bought and, and immediately regret. So. Spoilers. Stay tuned for what we've been playing. I want to run through two more with you, Steve. Uh, Damage Labs is a new initiative from Dames Making Games, a new studio startup, free training for new founders from marginalized backgrounds on forming studios built on ethical labor frameworks and alternative financing and cooperative structures. There's a lot to unpack there, Steve. Starting at the top, free training for new founders, huge. One of the, the, the key things... A lot of people don't get even coming out of school is how do you make the business run? What do you need to file? What do you need to do from accounting? What do you need to do legally? All this stuff. That's what they give you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Specifically looking for developers and studios from marginalized backgrounds. Yes. Need more of that. Um, Focusing on forming studios built around ethical labor frameworks. We've talked about this a bit on the show, and specifically these cooperative structures. People might have heard of co-ops. I mentioned the Dead Cell Studio in France, the Glory Society, 
uh, former Night in the Woods devs. Um, there's co-op mode in Montreal. It's in the name. And they had the huge, huge Goodbye Volcano High reveal at the PS5 stream. That trailer has like 8 or 9 million views on the PlayStation YouTube. Oh, nice. um, so these, these uh, structures of studios are, are succeeding and, and getting bigger and starting to disseminate to a lot of these disenfranchised AAA developers who are getting into the indie scene. And I think that's great. And I think Damage Labs is great. I think if you're listening to this, you're trying to get your studio off the ground, look into Damage Labs. Check that out, at Damage Labs on Twitter. What do you think, Steve? Uh, no, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, anything that can kind of provide support for people who mm-hmm. want to do this and feel like there isn't a place to get that sort of support, whether you know whether they might feel kind of out of place or whatever or what have you, or, or have dealt with past harassments or anything like that, anything to provide that safe kind of environment to do this and then create that that art I'm like I'm down with like there's nothing there's nothing bad about this at all it's it's great so another thing I see with this is whereas at a lot of big studios like that we know like have very toxic cultures um the the front face they give is like these diverse hiring initiatives but that doesn't solve the issue of retaining diverse hires where a lot of these people leave the industry within like three to four years uh, mm-hmm. per data from the International Game Developers Association. If you start the studio with those people and they have that knowledge to build the studio in a way where it could never turn into one of those more toxic workplaces, I think that that's key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, last bit of news today. Toronto-based Lilimo is releasing Twin Breaker on Xbox, Steam, and Switch. It was a matter of time. I'm sure they had that that PlayStation deal because it came to PS4 and Vita uh, late last year, I want to say. Uh, was that this year? I don't know it? time anymore, Steve. I don't know. Was that this year? Twin Breaker. I feel I like remember... it was this year. Twin Breaker, Twin Breaker. Sacred Symbols Adventure. Of course, based on the popular <laughs> uh, podcast <laughs> from... Uh, March 24th is when it came out. Oh my gosh, that was ages ago. I thought I downloaded that on my Vita like last year, but I guess that was this year. Huh. Well, this year, well, to be fair, this year has been a decade long. So It's been long, man. It's been a, such, a, such a long year. If you've been holding out because you didn't have a PlayStation platform, you can check it out. Xbox, Steam, Switch. It's uh, with publishing support from East, East Asia Soft, who I think also handled the physical release of the game for PS4 and Vita. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Congrats to the team at Lilimo. Um, Steve. Steve liked uh, Hydroxia. Hybroxia? Hybroxia. Hybroxia is much much better. Mm, you and I weren't so hot on Twin Breaker. Um, no, I, I do like the the I gimmick just, of multiple you know paddles for yeah. uh, what a Brick Breaker game. Me too. And I mean, there's not many Brick Breaker games like like that have come out. Like in the last ten years, you can name like a couple. Um, mm. So that was it's like cool. one of the first like Unity tutorials I ever did. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's. I mean, it's, the genre itself is like old as hell, mm. and and pretty simplistic. But I mean, in general, it's not really a, a popping genre in the last couple of years. You'll you'll find like iPhone games and bullshit things like that. Um, as but, far as console release Brick Breakers. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't mind it. It was fine, but it was i thought the physics just were kind of off like the i don't know if that ever got patched or if that was just me being stupid or something like that but i just thought like 
where I thought the ball would go based off like the bounces and where it's coming from and stuff. Like it wouldn't go. So it was just kind of like, I felt like I was at the mercy of just randomness, um, which is not what you want in, in that kind mm-hmm. of game. I liked Hyproxia was like more, actually we were kind of just talking about another, like a previous uh, retro shoot 'em up. Like Hyproxia is just like a retro shoot 'em up and, and pretty cool. So. All right, Steve, that was the news. It was a good week. It, it was, was a good week. It was the last of all the pseudo E3 stuff, the wholesome direct, uh, which is we we oh, are I featuring forgot. a couple. Yeah, right. We are featuring a couple in our wish list this segment, uh, which is starting right now. Steve, wish list this, of course, inspired <laughs> by Steve and Brett's frequent wish listing of games while we were talking about them on the show. So I made it a whole segment. Every week, I highlight three upcoming Canadian developed games that Steve has to add to his wish list right now. First, Run for Your Life by Puking Guts. Great name. Uh, in Canada, not sure where. That's okay. Uh, it's currently in early access on Steam with a demo, um, so you can wish list it. Uh, check out the demo, and they're hoping to get it out in 2021. Puking Guts is <clears throat> a top-down cart. Ugh, why did I struggle with that? It's <clears> Run for <throat> Life, but Run for Your Life, by the way. Puking Guts is the developer. Oh shit, my bad. Run for Your Life by Puking Guts. <laughs> I because uh, their Twitter handle is different, so I did that. I did that brain thing where like you know what I mean. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Top-down cartoon horror roguelite action. Survive until the teleporter beam is charged. Collect all the resources you can and stay alive. Use your environment and quick thinking to help create traps, barricades, and new paths through hell. What do you think, Steve? Oh, it's like a... I'm trying to wonder... I'm trying to see if you're turtling and trying to just build a defense in the roguelike. I guess not, but I'm seeing like parts where it looks like you can... Because you build traps and stuff, you said, right? Mm-hmm. So... I'm just watching the trailer now. It does look cool, but you know, I've mentioned this a couple times with the roguelite stuff. It's got I gotta have some sort of progression mm. or whatever for me to kind of keep playing. But I like the style. I like there's like parts where you you kind of hit stuff towards the screen and whatnot, mm-hmm. which is a cool effect, but also sort of blocks uh, your view. I'm down with it. Mm-hmm. The weapons look like crazy too. Like every screen, every shot has like a different weapon. There's like a Kamehameha ball thing and like a baton and stuff. It's cool. I'm down. The the one Steam review, uh, fast game with modern day graphics, easy controls that moves from location A, B to C. Great game from Shadow Ops. Recommended. I have to ask Steve. I assume that review is based on the demo as well. Uh, yeah, is probably. Run for Your Life from Puking Guts on your Steam wish list? That it is. Excellent. Next game today for wish list this announced during the wholesome snack which was like a mini version of the wholesome direct from uh, may this year if anyone remembers paparazzi which is being published published by kit fox not developed uh montreal-based studio publisher <clears throat> put your love for pups to the test we have a bunch of dogs that need their photos taken doggone it Photograph and catalog the finest and derpiest dogs to build your career, upgrade your camera, and discover new canines. Woof. Um, so the the, pre- the pitch I would give for this is uh, Pokemon Snap, but was, for dogs. Yeah, I was just going to say, is it Pokemon Snap, but dogs? It's Pokemon Snap, but dogs. Nice. And it looks great. It looks it looks funny. I, I, I love games with, with good body comedy steve you know like the way people are positioned their facial expressions i like that there's a dog on a moped riding across a beach and you're trying to get a picture of it what what else do you need to say i want uh i want like the bundle to come out where it's this 
And then that cat game that was announced at the PS5 showcase. The cat game? There was oh, a cat- Stray. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two vastly different games. Completely vast. Yeah, completely different. But you get the you, cat you, and dog. You want, a, you want an animal bundle. Yeah, cat and dog. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure there's... I bet, there... I bet Humble could do it. They, they do stuff like that. Is there a mouse game too? Ooh, um... Yes, there's that... Uh, oh, I want to say... It's not Amaretto. That's the drink. But it's like... Starts with an A... I mean, worst comes to worst, you could just uh, do Epic Mickey. <laughs> I'm sure no, that's on don't PC. do that. Um, planned release date: Wolf Bark Bark. Great, great comedy. Nice. Uh, I have to ask Steve. Oh, also gifts for the titles in the Steam description. Still nice, but definitely throw some gifts in there. Yeah. Uh, is Paparazzi? Oh, also great name. We should say off the top. On your Steam wish list. That it is. Yes. Excellent. What do you think of the Steam page? Did you like uh, Pokemon Go? Or sorry, Pokemon Snap? Um, not particularly. I mean, I don't really like Pokemon, which you know doesn't help because it's a game about taking pictures of a bunch of Pokemon. But <laughs> it was more on Rails. This is appears yeah, to be was. more like free roam, and you know, on on Rails is not my cup of tea either. So it was a genre. I didn't, it was like a, a style, a format I didn't like with a property I didn't really like. So it was it was a two strikes close to the close to your route. But you know, I, I tried it. That's they fair. just announced a new one, I think, at a direct. Yeah, they did. It has like quite the ago. cult following. I remember playing it and really liking it, but it was also like super short. Even if you it was didn't N64, try to chase, right? Yeah, it was actually the first 3D Pokemon game. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, um, but Paparazzi hmm. looks adorable. Uh, you know, it's. I, I mean, not much more to say other than you just take pictures of dogs. I wonder what you do. You sell the pictures. Like, no, I think you're. I think I don't know. I, I if I was making this game based purely on specula- speculation, um, you're, you're you're trying to print the the picture out like a like a Polaroid and you show it to the mm, dog and, and see if they like it or not. That's I what gotta I, I, I got to say to the long hand that stretches out to pet the dog. Kind very of funny, very unnerving to me. To be honest, I like it. I <laughs> like it. The uh, I'm I'm guessing from the description here, um, photograph photograph and catalog the finest dogs to build your career upgrade your camera and discover new canines so i feel like it's i don't know are you are you an instagrammer do you do you are you the we rate dogs twitter or whatever <laughs> oh yeah i forgot Try, trying to build up the next we rate dogs uh good stuff paparazzi good last game also announced during the wholesome direct also developed in montreal although paparazzi is being published from a montreal studio lemon cake Great name, great name, great art style. I love the the you know the key art like the capsule in your Steam library. Yeah, oh, beautiful. I love this. <clears throat> Wait, is lemon cake a thing that I don't know? Lemon cake? You said it's a no, great it, name. Yeah, it it's lemon cake. Don't you want to play lemon cake? Not, it's not, not it's not a thing that I know of. It's just oh, okay. like a a dessert. But uh, I I that's probably a only <laughs> game I've ever heard named that. That's fair restore an abandoned bakery and prepare pastries from farm to table grow fresh ingredients in the greenhouse cook pastries and sweets in the kitchen and serve your baked goods to hungry customers in your very own shop this is from eloise laroche in montreal uh she was in the wholesome direct uh, talking about the game i always i always, i love the 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 format of game reveal i like steve is you can hit me with a cinematic trailer but then Put the developer in front of me, give them 
a minute to pitch the game to me and then have them talk over gameplay. And that's what the Wholesome Direct did. That's what the last Nintendo Indie Direct did. And that is the most effective way to pitch your game to somebody, in my opinion. Hmm. And they did that with this. Um, I love the premise of like the three phases of of getting your your pastry shelf off the ground. You have the greenhouse where you're growing, the kitchen where you're making, and then the cafe, which is kind of like a diner rush style thing where like customers come in and sit down and order and you, you like you, you serve them. What do you think? Uh, I like the art style. Um, very cute. I was going to say your like your movie voice doesn't really match well with these. Uh, with no, these, these are too, these are too wholesome. <laughs> yeah, <they're> too wholesome. <laughs> these are these are too wholesome. It worked for uh, Run for Your Life, but not for Paparazzi and Lemon Cake. I do enjoy you know a good sim like shop sim game. Mm, you mm-hmm. know, building out, like building out the the. Um, your store or whatever and it looks like you got mm-hmm. like a little garden too at some point um, yeah yeah you, you grow the ingredients you bake with oh and it's, i see it's farm to table mm, okay mm-hmm. okay you're, you're the farm kitchen and table yeah i like it it's good i like the art style i like how it looks i like all the colors you know what's um, in the the steam description and there's gifts gifts oh man that croissant looks so good croissants like, are so good steve yo chocolate croissants are are the bomb <sighs> chocolate on the top and then the middle yeah, mm. you get a little melty oh. in the middle. Good shit. Oh my gosh! You can follow at uh, Eloise Game Dev on Twitter for more uh, updates as they head up to release, which is currently scheduled for coming soon. Um, yeah, yes. Oh, this game looks great. I'm gonna. This is a, this is a day one buy, code or not, Steve. I, I really. Ooh. I played so many of these like shitty games on like Big Fish and like other freeware sites online where you were just like like Diner Dash or other stuff like that um but this looks this looks like it had care this looks like it had heart put into mm-hmm. it you know is it a solo dev looks like it developer and publisher on steam eloise nice. la roche nice nice yeah good good for them uh, all right that's it for wishlist this oh steve i didn't even ask the most important question mm-hmm. is lemon cake on your steam wishlist yes it is 50 excellent now we're going to move on to hot take of the week. I don't really have a hot take. Uh, I said that for the past several weeks, but you know, people in our Discord. I think I think this segment, Steve. You know, we're 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 playing. We're we're you know reacting. We're we're doing it live. I think this segment should just be a great place to like pick out a, a, a conversation people are having in the Discord. What do you think Ooh, about that? I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Discord like that too, Discord hit of the week or something. Yeah, like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. Server discuss. I, I like alliteration. I don't know. Uh, how about you feel? But something like a Discord discussion or something. Ooh, I like it. Um, there there were a few a few uh, things that we we discussed in the Discord. I remember specifically this week, and uh, I think I think the big thing everyone was was talking about was this Avengers game <laughs> economy. Steve, you played the beta. We talked about it a bit last week. But it's become clear now that this game will have. I think I th- I was I was reading Austin Walker talk about the beta, and there's like twelve different material slash currencies. <sighs> yeah, it's it's there. I think it's nine, nine? and then there's and then there's like the mo- your money, you mm-hmm. know, just the credits that you get, and then like maybe one or two premium currencies. Hmm. And so there's that, nine nine things to build shit with, and then like money, and then 
and then like a currency to buy your your premium shit, your skins or whatever. So yeah, it's that is ridiculous. It's that's a lot. It's so much. It's like why? Like why? Like that's a lot. Oh man, it seems to me this game is also it's coming in. It's coming in hot. There's a lot of bad press around the exclusive skins, the exclusive character, the heavy monetization, the premium battle pass per character, and on top of all this, you're excited for it. <laughs> yeah, so the I think the character pass needs a little bit of explanation because please, please explain it to me. So every character has a free and, and premium tab or whatever. Mm-hmm. The in the premium tab, you will apparently get to ma- earn enough credits to pay for the tab, like the premium tab. So just like in Apex Legends, when you, how you, you you drop ten dollars and if you play it enough, you get your ten dollars back. Now, question right away: Do yep. I get the first premium pass when I buy the seventy nine nine dollar game? Yes. Yeah, so here's the thing. Okay. And this could all change, or I could be misunderstanding. The game comes out at midnight tonight, so I, and I will be playing. I didn't play long enough to get to the character pass in the beta. I don't even know if mm-hmm. it was available. But all six of the launch heroes have the premium pass for free. Mm-hmm. And people are wondering, oh, so then will they just not have the credits in the premium pass? Because then that's your because ba- there's also no time limit. It's not like a season. You just it's just forty levels of of content to unlock eventually. Mm. And if it takes you a month versus a year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. Now they might launch with more premium passes or whatever for each character down the line. But from what they've said, this like the first one is is both free for the original heroes and like does not end. But Steve, the first one's always free. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, they haven't said they haven't, here's, here's what I was trying to say. I was like, they, they came out and said it and they, they were late in doing so because people saw it. And as soon as like they showed that there was a big enough area for a premium tab, Mm -hmm. they should have said something because people just started going, like going off on these assumptions and me as well thinking, oh, so I have, like, you know, it's timed and it's not timed like every other battle pass ever in existence. Like, you just mm-hmm. you just get it. And, and like, how much credits are going to be in it and all this stuff. So I feel like they should have come out sooner because people just sort of spinning it. Now, we've talked before about this whole, like, microtransactions and premium passes and shit in AAA games. And mm-hmm. I think this is actually, like, a decent way of doing it because you're given... Now, like you said, they're giving the first one to free. It's like you, mm-hmm. you always give the first taste for free. Now, all the pre, all the later characters will have it as a thousand credits, but you will be able to get the thousand credits back. And I think what people were wondering is if these free passes, if it has, um, if it has like enough, if it'll have the credits in it, despite the fact that it's free, even though it's like labeled premium or whatever. But they're mm-hmm. giving them away, and apparently they do. Like people were saying today, when the game launched in New Zealand and all these places, that you can get like thirteen hundred credits per character based off the free and the premium like sections. So I guess my my assumption then is every new character they add after the launch will have a premium battle pass. Yeah, and so you can like chain smoke with these. currencies that you earn in the ones you get at the start to just constantly get the new characters battle pass yeah so then i'm wondering how are they 
turning this into a live service game that that sustains their business for so many years because so, they they said they want this to be a multi-year game yeah so in general as well on top of this there is just like a marketplace of you know shit that you can buy individually or whatever mm-hmm. so i think they're going kind of the route and i know not a lot of people played this and people who did play it fucking hated it but like they're kind of in fallout 76 you get like a shit ton of atoms which is the premium currency because you just get it for doing challenges and stuff like that and i feel like that's sort of the the strategy they're going with where it's just like let's just give people credits so that they have all these credits and that they then just get used to spending money like spending credits on things mm-hmm and get that juice flowing so that people are like, oh, you know, I already bought all these other cosmetics and stuff like that. For me, like, with this game, I was pretty ho-hum on it to begin with because I was thinking, like, Destiny, where there'd be a hub world and you would see all these characters flying, like, like, you know, walking around. So you see, like, all these, like, Black Widows and Iron Mans, like, walking around in different, like, things. But Mm -hmm. I don't think it's going to be like that. Like, you basically go to the war table and then you just, like, pick your character. And I kind of always rather play as, like... I always like to focus on one character instead of, like, multiple characters when I play games. But there are character-specific missions I was seeing. Yeah, I think the single player is it's much more, like, story-based and, like, much more focused like that. So you have, like, the Hulk mission and then the Black Widow mission and etc. And then maybe you'll have a mission where you can pick one of two characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, like, the war... Like, apparently, I guess there'll be, like raids or battles that were are going to be like quite like you know you could pick anyone so yes there's going to be a shit ton of microtransactions in this game Mm -hmm. i i think that's pretty like obvious it's avengers like they're just going to they're just going to try to get every nickel and dime out of you but i don't think they're doing it in quite the predatory way that people think they are Mm -hmm. um Making the thing free at launch and then also just not having a time gate to it, like, is big. Because I fucking hate when, like, in Overwatch, how all these modes are, like, you know, on a, like, are only for, like, three weeks or something like that. Like, I hate that shit. You don't like the season 23 days left. No, because I can really only, I can really only focus on one game at a time when I do that. Like, Mm -hmm. and if I kind of get, if I go into lull where I don't want to play the game then it's just like well I just wasted that like Apex Legends where I bought like the battle pass or whatever made it halfway through and then just kind of didn't play for like the rest of the season and and now that shit's gone it's just like ah like why is it why do you and you have to finish the whole season to get enough credits to buy the next one yeah Fortnite was a little more forgiving with that you need to get to like level 70 or 80 but Apex you need to get to like level 95 or something so Mm -hmm. I don't know I, I could see people being upset just because it is going to be you know an $80 game Canadian with like microtransaction shit mm-hmm. and and like you said the, the exclusive characters and exclu- and like the Verizon like fucking stuff Skin. or whatever skins yep. and I'm sure there's more of that shit down the road I wouldn't be surprised if like other Miles Morales becomes like like a Miles Morales skin and like when Spider-Man launches there's going to be more Spider-Man shit mm-hmm. and uh, so I can see that but I mean in my head I was just like if if this really bothers you, that's fine. If you don't want to play it, that's fine. Don't get it. Don't get it. But I better not be seeing you playing like a Ubisoft game or something. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of different. There's a lot. This is another point where I was trying to make in the Discord. It was like there's a lot of problems in like the gaming industry, and like 
them trying to sell you a $10 like Hawkeye battle pass shit that you have the entire game's life to earn back like is not an issue compared to like other stuff. So you can hate on this game if you want, but you, I better not be seeing like Assassin's Creed stuff like on you. And I'm not saying you in particular because I know you're not mm-hmm. playing you Ubisoft the generalist. But you yeah, and that I didn't make that point in Discord because I didn't really feel like getting that fight. But that's kind mm-hmm. of like my feeling on it right now. But it comes out tonight. I'm excited to give it a shot. We'll see. Trophies launched. Looked at the trophy. How's the trophy list look? Looks pretty good. You you and yeah. my friend were were chirping that you had to like buy all this cosmetics or whatever, but. Oh, that sure. was fun! I, I uh, like platinum trophy billionaire. <laughs> collect yeah. all the skins. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I so inclusion. <laughs> I can see mm-hmm. why people are like upset, but I think there's like there's better, there's more important things to be upset and and sort of pick your hill on to die or whatever mm-hmm. uh, going on. So you know, you're not going to play it, right? You have no interests. Not particularly, because because it's. It's the style of game, especially I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, because they're they're trying to go for that um, division or, or Destiny live service mode mm-hmm. where there's thousands of different items with slightly different stats and all these currencies and they do have Steve the first time I've seen a game it's just a button at the bottom you just press L two <sighs> ma- min max everything and that button I'm sure is for people like me but. I would rather play, honestly, I'd rather play Gotham Knights or something because uh, I, I follow the the game design director Osamia, <coughs> Osama Dorius on Twitter, and he explicitly stated this week Gotham Knights will not be a games as service. It is not going to. In in response to someone asking him about uh, kind of hinting at Avengers, and that that appeals to me uh, in a big way. So I, I as well, far as my superhero fix, I'll probably the, su- the play Suicide Gotham Squad game. game. Yeah, true. The Suicide Squad game is going to be games of service, though, isn't it? Yes, and they yeah, explicitly yeah. said that they're looking to do that, which is a red flag for me. Um, yeah, I think I think <coughs> of all the superhero stuff coming out, Gotham Knights is the closest to anything I'm excited for, and even then, I'm kind of whatever on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think they peaked with Arkham City was the last good superhero game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Man was good, but yeah, what about Spider Man PS4? Spider-Man PS4 was good, but Arkham City was better. Mm. Uh, Arkham Asylum's the best superhero game ever made. Yeah, I agree with that. It's so tight. Like, just nailed it. It being in, like, just one little area is, like, what makes that game better than City and... And And Night and and Origin. Because they... Oh, is Origin, like, an open world as well? Origin was Gotham City on New Year's Eve, and it was, like, the whole city. Um, but yeah, our Asylum just nailed it. You are in the Asylum. You are trapped in there with Joker. Where you just you gotta you gotta just rough and tough get it out. And you go you go in and out of these areas like two or three times. Every time it changes. There's mm. new encounters. They made so much out of that space. Um, yeah, I've been I've been thinking of picking that up again because it's on PS4 or whatever. I got the Return to Arkham Collection on PS4 when it came out. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I beat that whole game in one sitting, Christmas at my aunt's house. Oh my god! Everyone really? went to bed at eleven. Everyone got up at like eight or nine. I was still playing. I got scolded. <laughs> it was worth it. Oh my lord, that's so that's a lot. Of, that's like an eight-hour game, isn't it? Uh, I played through on normal to start. Uh, the Doc Croc, not Doc Croc. Who's Doc Croc? <laughs> Who is Killer Doc Croc? Croc. Are, you, are you thinking is of Doc uh, Croc a character in anything? Are you thinking of like the lizard in Spider-Man because he's Doctor Connor or whatever? Doctor Octopus? There's that as well. 
Okay, yeah, I'm mixing my my nonsense superhero stuff, but yeah, the the Killer Croc level in Arkham Asylum at 5 a.m. was the worst. Where like you, I don't know if you play you played Asylum, right? Uh, yeah, but I I haven't played it since oh, it came out, so it's been a while, dude. which is why I'm now looking on the PlayStation Store for it. I can't dude. buy it separate. Whoa, I own. No, okay, never mind. Why is it? Hmm. Sorry, continue. All that to say, um, Gotham Knights is holding is the last what, what, what the what's the what's the analogy i want to use here they're they're upholding the traditional game in a way i think needs needs someone needs to do that and for superheroes because i guess miles morales will, will do that a little bit but um i don't i don't really like spider-man as much as the gotham universe that's fair i added uh batman return to arkham on my wish list if you want to play the sound it's not Toronto. i'm not it's but... not canadian oh, okay i won't play it uh, <laughs> that's it for uh, Discord discussion, our new segment here on the show. Hop like into it. our Discord to get involved. The chats we had so many to choose from this week, but um, that one interested me a lot and uh, was less politically charged. So <laughs> we will. Uh, but we're not a, we're not above doing politics on the show, Steve, as you know. And we may or may not revisit a certain mobile Ubisoft game sometime soon. Mm. We didn't. Let's move we on. Haven't, have we talked about that on the on the Discord yet? We haven't. I don't think it's developed in Canada, but there was a in our hashtag politics channel. Uh, me and Regina Game Dev had a little chat about it today, and and uh, I, I learned a lot about the uh, the uh, black fist symbol in terms of revolutions and his history. Um, so thank you, Regina Dev. Oh, nice! It's always good to, to learn that. It is always good to learn. I didn't realize how old it was. It was first used in the like early 20th century for a lot of um, communist uh, revolutions in Europe. Oh. And eventually became in the North American context for the Black Panther Party and now Black Lives Matter. Yeah, I knew about the Black Panther Party. I didn't. So wait, even like, even the black one for communists? No, it started oh, okay. as like the raised fist in a lot of posters, and then evolved and got adapted to different um, protest movements around the world. And the mm. Black Panthers took the black fist and is kind of the icon we know today. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the seventies and eighties and sixties, yeah, they they're prolific. Um, yeah, so that, it was interesting. We're not going to get into that now, though. Uh, definitely hop on our Discord to chat about <laughs> that. I'd love to talk to you about it. Let's talk about what we've been playing, Steve. You got on to the PC stream. It worked. It went well, and you played Undermine more. Ooh. Talk to me. Good shit. I I mean, I don't have much more to say about Undermine that that I haven't already mentioned. It's just such a good game. Um, and good roguelike. Like, probably, actually, it might be passing uh, Lo- Rogue Legacy, too, which we, we have codes Ooh. for and haven't played, but it might be passing Ooh. Rogue Legacy as my uh, as my favorite, favorite? roguelike. Favorite yeah. roguelike? That's, that's tense. We got to play two now, because now we have to compare Undermine and uh, Rogue Legacy 2. Exactly, yeah. And I haven't played it in, like, a week, so I want to get back to it. But I, I beat the first... There's, I guess there's, like, five areas or whatever, or, or six. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. The, you can kind of see, like, there's a door that is what you're working towards, and uh, I got one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made making my way, but then I went on vacation and didn't play it. So, or wait, was that before? I can't remember now. But I haven't played it in a couple of days. So, it's been a blur. This week I played Tell Me Why on Game Pass, a new game from Don't Nod, who just opened a Quebec studio. So there's a Canadian angle here. Uh, t- uh, Don't Nod, of course, famous for Life is Strange and Life is Strange Two, which kind of ape on the the Telltale choose your own adventure formula. Um, pick all the different face buttons to do different dialogue options and the game remembers your choices and all that except tell me why is a different case study in that 
they're putting their trans character front and center in the marketing, which has been criticized and praised for different aspects. And I don't want to speak on an issue I'm extremely ignorant about, but they put out an FAQ before the game launched. Oh, um, that's this game. Yeah, okay. That's this game, yeah. That would tell you, like, is the character dead named? Is there violence against a trans character? Is there anything in this game that a trans player or someone who's sensitive to these themes might want to know before playing? I think that was a good thing to do and something a lot of players wish, say, The Last of Us Part Two did. Mm-hmm. I will also say it's the second game, and spoilers for the first 30 seconds of tell me why the second game i've played this year where the trans characters main um you know big character beat is killing their parent because they don't like their their trans um and playing back to back with another game this year is i like obviously they they weren't inspired by each other they're both in development in tandem but is it's kind of I don't know if I was a, if I I'm not gonna say if I was a trans player. Seeing the two big trans characters in games this year have almost the exact same character identity arc is it's whatever. Um, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure it was a coincidence. So yeah, tell me why. Um, if you like the Telltale Choose Your Adventure style, if you want to see it's a game set in um alaska too which was a very interesting like a small town alaskan uh setting which was really cool i hadn't seen a game like that i can't think of another game set in alaska but um yeah and it's got they they put in a lot of work steve making these characters um they're they're uh very open on that faq about all the different uh, people they consulted with, brought on to help them write, brought on to look over the script and take a look at everything. So mm-hmm. it it's it's progress. I, I would consider it progress. Critics would say different things, um, but they're they're trying something. They're trying to to shift the realm of acceptable characters and themes and games, and I I I admire that. Yeah, I've been meaning to want I I want to talk to someone who like. It feels weird because I don't want to. Oh, that's my alarm. Sorry, I don't want to make it sound like you know I go to like a zoo and, and to find out how they live or whatever. But I, I just want to talk to someone who, you know, is trans and like played Last of Us or played this game, and just because like I can't really think of many other trans characters in games, mm-hmm. so they're getting represented. Represented, but it's not like really in a great way, like you're kind of mentioning. It's and, violent. Yeah, it's violent. It's just like, like, why does that always have to be the storyline? And I get that, and I just want to kind of know more about it because it's totally like I'm not, I'm not trans. In fact, many like, I've I've only known a few people like that I've worked with or whatever, and 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 whatnot. It's not like a, you know, I have they have my full support and I'll do whatever I can and all that stuff. But I don't know many people, so it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where it's like, you know, I know like games have gone shit on because it's just like oh they're just trying to be pc blah 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 mm-hmm. or or woke or whatever but that's not that's not where i'm coming from i just want to like talk to someone about how they're getting this is the representation like how they feel about it because mm-hmm. should listen to them because you know another thing too is like are they are these stories being written by trans people 
Um, in the case of the two games this year, no. Right. Um, so that's that's something important too that I you know someone much more qualified than me to kind of look into and 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 whatnot. But it's something that I've wanted to like talk to someone. I have like a friend who I like kind of refer to when it comes to things like this. And I've been talking to her a decent amount of times, just like when it comes to raising my daughter and mm-hmm. just like trying to get advice. Cause it's just like, I want to raise her right. I want to do, but I want to do right. But it's a, it's a, it's a culture that I know very little about, but I want to make sure that, you know, Sophia is like prepped and, and loving and, and all this stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need, and I, I, I feel bad. I don't want to like be like, Oh, if you're a trans and a gamer, reach out. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just, it's, it's a, culture and an identity that i'm not super familiar with i haven't mm. played this game though do you recommend like playing it or is it just kind of like eh? uh if you if you like the telltale formula they'll make or break whether you like this game and yeah. uh yeah true not really feeling it's, that right now but it's got a great setting and it is very pretty there's like a, one of the opening scenes is you're taking a a ferry to the town and you're looking over like the alaska mountains talking to your sister and it's it's a very it's a very pretty game it's not as it's not as like cell shaded or stylized in the Telltale way, but it is the Telltale formula mm-hmm. of pick A, B, X, or Y to choose your dialogue option, and everyone remembers, and you get different dialogue later. But the um, Life is Strange games and Tell Me Why have a supernatural element that they they like to do in a lot of their games. Um, so if that if that piques your interest at all, I, I think it's interesting. Mm. Also, I can't It'll say Tell Me Why. I can't say tell me why without uh, thinking of Backstreet Boys. Tell- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other game I played this week was Spirit Fair from Thunder Lotus in Montreal. Ooh. It's on Game Pass. Uh, actually, it? my girlfriend played it, and I kind of hung out on the couch while, while she played it. And I really like it. And I think the I wasn't expecting how heavy and dark, and not, not, not dark, but heavy and real a lot of the dialogue is, because the premise, for those who don't know, you are the Spirit Fair. You are you know, sailing your boat around what would be, I guess, kind of like the river sticks, finding lost spirits mm, yeah, and yeah. trying to get them ready to transition into the afterlife. And they have baggage, they have stuff they're working through. And a lot of that stuff betrays the cute 2d art style of this game and gets really re- like the first character I picked up, just pulled out a cigarette and started smoking. I was like, Oh, I just didn't think that was something that would happen in this <coughs> game. Right. Right. And I like that, and I think the I think the script is is really good. Um, the the main character, oh, what's her what's her name? Their name? They don't ever really say. But you got a cat, and the cat is the best. The, just always be watching the cat because they're doing something more interesting than whatever your main character. Stella, Stella's the character. Always watch the cat. The cat animations are great, Steve. I highly recommend Sphere Fair. It's on everything and Game Pass. Uh, check it out. Yeah, I'll, what do you I have a da- I have a download. I just haven't like played it yet, so I'll give it a shot. Steam, you should, too many games, Steve. Too many games. Should, oh, it's way too many games. You should stream it. Um, I'm still trying to plat Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. I beat it. The ending, like I think the storylines, even like the side main, like you know, there's the main quest, then there's like kind of four main side quests, and then there's a bunch of like bullshit little side quests. I think the mm-hmm. stories within those side quests and the main story are like pretty well done, and the ending's like pretty pretty great. And I, th- and I think in general, like, this game should have just been, like, kind of a non-open world, like, just kind of 10, 12 hour, like, linear 
samurai game about you know family and honor and and all that stuff like i think that would have been way better because now that i'm doing like all the open world bullshit of like fallen foxes and all and and like all this shit gold birds yeah like i'm just like ah this is like they're way too much you gotta get all the headbands steve every headband has a slightly (laughs) different stat buff and And you you swap your headbands out for different fights there's just like it's too much and like we already mentioned like you know more is not necessarily you know a better thing so it's just like ah uh, like this game could have been like has really and i appreciate the samurai game that doesn't have demons and shit like that like mm. all the other not things. yet the co-op's coming steve yeah that's true i know um but i i enjoyed it but it's definitely i was mentioning to you like it's definitely sucker punch's like worst game mm. um it, the infamous games are much better sly cooper although i didn't play three like sly cooper games are much better i didn't play like their n64 game or whatever but I, I'm um, wait, I'm trying to find that game. I've gone to every used game store. That's the first game I ask about. I have yet to find a cart. Oh really? What, what's it's it called? the only Sucker Punch game I've never played? I might try and like ROM it one day, but I'd like to play it on an N64. It's called. It was right before they got bought by PlayStation. Yeah. Bub bub. I want to say bubbles in it. Sucker well, I've been going Punch. to more retro game retro stores. So if I if I see it, I'll let you know. I would pay eighty to hundred for that in box, Steve. If you ever see it, just Rocket Robot on Wheels. 80 to 100 dollars if you can find that mint in box even like box cart no manual definitely hook me up okay i'll, I'll, I'll let you transfer you i'll let you know um but yeah overall it's good i, I probably have like five six hours left to platinum um will, will you go back for the co-op with me and we'll, we'll clean up those trophies with you yeah i, I think i'll, yeah. I'll redownload it whatever but yes uh i've been playing more fall guys heather and i played a lot of that on my vacay such a dude like, that those last 10 levels of the pass. Oh, it takes forever. I'm on like 36 right now. Takes Such so a long. grind. Such I, a grind. I win and then it like moves up like 20%. I was just like, ugh. They, um, showed a, they showed season two at the Game Awards. It's all medieval yeah. themed. Yeah, it looks awesome. No, not the Game Awards, the Summer Game Fest thing. Same shit. The they YouTube a- channel is the Game Awards, which is what throws me off. They also gave awards at the thing. Yeah, which... Because you, you pay to go to Gamescom. And you? yeah, you pay to show your game at Gamescom. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And Gamescom gave out awards, which, I mean, the, the games industry, as we've said, is just an incestuous mess of, of issues. But that that is weird. I didn't even know there would be awards. And then, like, that girl came on to give an award to a Canadian game. I forget which one, but I was just like, oh, what? I think it was, oh, what was it? It was one on the wish list list recently. And she just, like, uh-huh. without even introducing. Um, and the award goes to. Yeah, it was just like, wait, what award? <laughs> like, what are you awarding? I don't understand. Um, oh, it was the it was that co-op uh, spy game. What was that? Oh, Operation Tango. Yeah, that, that got an award. For, for Clever like, most, Plays in Quebec. Yeah, that got an award. I was like, why? I was like, what awards are you handing out? But okay, whatever. Yeah, I think, I think Good everyone, for them. They, they got all the demos and then some Gamescom group mm. of people picked the favorites voted yeah uh but fall guys is probably my game of the year this year i love it it's mm. so you good. got more time steve there's four months left oh i know ps5 games. there's there's time that one of those ps5 games is gonna really butter your biscuit we'll see maybe marvel in eight in four hours so we'll see you know it might be i doubt it but it might be most disappointing game of the year though uh is final fantasy crystal chronicles r oh man did I, I do i wish i did not pre-order this pile of shit oh it's i love like the final fantasies that are like the cute kind of style you know like, like the chibi 
yeah, like Final Fantasy Nine is my favorite one, and part of it is like that's just it's like that's the style I like, the more mm-hmm. fantasy kind of looking. Whereas the, the more fantasy, is, the less final. Yeah, exactly. The seven, <laughs> like Final Fantasy Seven, is is steampunk, and Final Fantasy Six. Uh, actually, I didn't really play six. Eight is is like more sci-fi, I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, Chris Chronicles is like dude bro road trip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's basically boy band. But um, Curse Chronicles are yeah it, they this game fucking sucks. It's uh, uh, it's pretty simple and like the multiplayer they kind of messed up because only like the main person can uh, progress in the game. Whereas like if your friend joins you, like they don't really get anything out of it, so people don't really want to do multiplayer. And then it's just like I don't know if I re- I must have just remembered it being funner than it is because I'm playing it and I'm just like this is not great and there's so much loading in the game like you run into all these like random events and stuff and it just loads for like 20 seconds and it just it and then nothing will happen and then it'll just load again out of it it's so it and you can't skip stuff and it's just like oh my god it's it's not great i didn't play much of it because i was just like yo this is not what i was expecting at all oh no and i was like i wish i picked it up on switch so that it didn't ruin my trophies because I don't think I'm going to really play much of it. And now I'm like, I wish I just didn't buy it at all. <laughs> oh, man. Go read the IGN review of it because it, it's from someone who never played the original. And he's like, why do people like this game? <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know, actually. I don't remember. <laughs> so I would, recommend, I would recommend not picking up Crystal Chronicles R. It is not good. What's the R stand for? Uh, remastered. Really bad. Really, really terrible. I, I, I teed you up there, Steve. You, you dropped it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, that's it for what we've been playing. And that's it for episode number 157 of the com podcast. Ooh. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me, Steve. I always enjoy our, our conversations. Me too. Um, and if you want to help us keep the site running covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over at patreon.com slash devs back us there for a special channel on our discord as well as occasional game key giveaways discount codes for canadian gaming events merch including t-shirts hats sweaters totes and if you back us at higher than a dollar a month we include your name at the end of every episode like these lovely folks thank you so much aaron mcleod elizabeth avery hanel gene leggett jeff shepstone jeffrey canham graph metal Kai Hutchins, M5 Games, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter Neko, and Stacey H. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a review. We'd love your feedback, and uh, it really helps us get discovered in the almighty Apple algorithm. Drop us uh, five stars. You know you want to. If you don't listen on Apple, send us any feedback you have. Contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. Join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter at CanadaGameDevs. Canadian didn't fit. And, uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, too. I'm at Stephen Riley, S-D-E-P-H-A-N-R-E-I-L-L-Y. Steve, you're at Stephen L. Crane, P-H-E-N. Yep. Um, Follow follow your hot takes on basketball and shitty trophy lists. (laughs) (laughs) The the Raptors aren't looking so hot, Steve. No, it's very concerning that they had two blowout losses against Boston on the last game. Last, I was uh, really hoping for one more free medium fry out of this year, but it's uh, <laughs> not looking like. Um, you got to buy probably, something probably, now, though, don't you? Um, you got to what? No, you it's to- uh, it was free this season. It was last season. They did the you have to spend at least a dollar. 
Um, no, I feel near, like you have it backwards. I don't. No, the, the first time they did it was free. Then they did it again, and it was a dollar. And this time it's free again. Oh, okay, okay. It's it's weird. Trust me, Steve. I, I know how to milk the free fry <laughs> deal. You know the deal <laughs> with free fries. And they also timed it so now codes last five minutes. Because what I used to do last year is I would get everyone in the room with me, like 10, 15 people, to screenshot it, send me the code. I would walk <laughs> over to McDonald's, scan in each one as a separate order, and then walk back with 15 free fries I paid $0 for. There you go. Amazing. But now the codes expire after five minutes. So if I wanted to do it, I still could. They could like send me a screenshot, and I have to do it within a certain amount of time. But that's just a huge pain. Too much work. I remember I would... Uh when I was going to like the gym quite a bit, like when I had a personal trainer and stuff, I would mm-hmm. pick up like fries on the way home. Cause it would be a McDonald's, but it would just go, it would just be for Heather who was, you know, having her pregnancy, uh, cravings and stuff like that worked out mm-hmm. quite nice. But I always felt weird being all sweaty and gross and clearly coming from the gym and like ordering McDonald's. It always, it's always, <laughs> it's always Hey man, feeling. that's, that's probably the best time to get it. Cause you earned it. That's true. That's true. It probably cancels out a little bit. Oh, you've been playing ring fit too. Haven't you? Oh, yeah. I found Ring Fit, finally. Yeah, good job. It kicked my ass, dude. It's yo, hard. Yo, you sweat You sweat buckets playing that game. I almost threw up. I've thrown oh, wow. up multiple times trying to work out. Oh, man. You should I'm not healthy, man. Steve. I'm not healthy. We'll have a race. See who dies first. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, join our Discord and have a great week. Bye. Bye. On Skype, we'll start the backup in case everything goes to shit. Kachow. All right. This is episode 157. Woo. Three, two, one.